First of all, hi, I'm Bryn. Bob, say hello. Hello, everyone. So when it comes to doing what we need to do on LinkedIn as social sellers, there are five apps out there that can help us handle a wide variety of tasks that help us work smarter and easier. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. So let's get right into them with number one, which is Calendly, Bryn. So Calendly is by far one of my absolute favorite tools. We use this in so many places. Why do I love Calendly? I love it because it makes the connection to conversation so much easier. Now, there are lots of places to use this. We can use this in our profile. We can use it in messaging. The key, though, sometimes is on occasion, we'll run into someone that feels really uncomfortable or they think you're prospecting me and you want me to do the work and click on your Calendly. Well, you know, there is an alternative. And and by the way, in your profile, it's fine. It's great. You could even use it in the hyperlink, schedule a call with you. It's a great place for it. But in a message, if you're looking to schedule a call with someone and using Calendly, here's what I recommend. Bob, thanks so much for engaging with me. I'm really looking forward to next steps. Please let me know your preferred way to schedule. If it happens to be via calendar link, here's mine. So what happens is we are acknowledging that there may be another way that they'd prefer and they won't feel like we're pushing that calendar link on them. As a social seller, we have to make sure that we're honoring the inbox and we're not making them feel spammed. So by offering that, it gives us that opportunity. One last thing is that often they will actually send you their calendar link, which is amazing, right? So they send it back and you know they don't want to do the work, but that's okay. You're happy to do the work. So Calendly, absolutely love it. Now I use this. Other people have Acuity and other things. I guess any calendar link will work. I just find Calendly to be so seamless. Bob, back to you. <laughs> yeah, so Calendly is great. The other place that I like to use it, and and this is really simple, is just in the e- in your email signature. So, in my opinion, there's actually two things from LinkedIn, uh, a LinkedIn and social selling perspective that you should be putting in to your signature. One is a link to your LinkedIn profile, so that they can go ahead and just check that directly. Every person out there, when you are on your profile, the URL that shows up in the web address box is your URL. So you can use that like anywhere, essentially. One of the places I would use that would be in the signature. The other thing that I would put in your signature is your Calendly link because someone may read an email and this is outside of what Brent and I were talking about, just more in general. Um, someone may read something and they say, you know, hey, I actually want to have a, a conversation with this person. They can schedule directly from there. And it also avoids the entire situation that Brent said there as well. So with that, we're going to go on to number two which is a truly magical thing to do. And I make that joke all the time, but you know, y'all probably don't hear it all the time. And that is magical. Bryn. I absolutely love magical. So magical is 
way more than a shortcut uh, application. It gives you such control and ability and so much time is saved when you use magical. So at its core, it's a text expander. You put in short code and you add in messages, templates that you would use over and over again. But the traditional text expander, you have to continually add names and other things. With Magical, you can create a short link with, it, it says name, and it will pull the name out of LinkedIn. And the ability to send lots of messages using Magical is absolutely incredible. So right now we have a webinar that we're running on April 3rd, and we have like 180 people that said they wanted to attend. And I needed to send a message to every one of them to actually register. And it took no time at all using Magical. You just put in a short code, the whole message pops up with the links and all those great things. Magical is also rolling out an AI capability in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited on how that integrates into LinkedIn. My last thing on Magical and why I think every single person, no, two more things, why I think everyone should use this and not be afraid is this is funded by Greylock. Greylock is a venture capital company fund that CEO or the chairman of that is Reed Hoffman, who is the founder of LinkedIn. So I feel very confident that this is a white hat application, that we're not breaking any of LinkedIn's uh, agreements. So I'm real comfortable there. Number two, we're offering you socialsaleslink.com slash magical. Once you've installed magical in Chrome, you can get 17 of our templates. So go ahead and install at getmagical.com. Once that's done, go back to socialsaleslink.com slash magical and you'll have 17 of our templates, which will make your social selling efforts really easy. Yeah. So, so this is one time when Brent and I are totally in sync. I have, I have nothing else to add. She would cover, she covered everything else that I would want to cover. So number three, we're going to go to um, a tool that you might've heard of before. It's not real cheap, but it will save your bacon. I don't know how often I'm a writer. I'm an editor. Uh, I've done it for years and years and years. It saved me on several occasions. So number three is Grammarly. Bryn? Number three is Grammarly. And Grammarly, (laughs) uh, Grammarly, I think is so important because it's how we show up. And I will tell you, even though I know the difference between T-H-E-R-E and T-H-E-I-R, I sometimes when I'm typing fast, mix them up. Spell check doesn't catch that. Grammarly does commas. Spell check doesn't catch. Grammarly does. They do like the uh, traditional comma where you have it before the and. So it's going to show you an error if you have an American comma versus the Oxford comma, but that's a choice that you make. It will also show, you know, if you have uh, like the tone of the message, it will let you know. Uh, There are so many things about Grammarly, especially when you add it in with any of your messages, anything that you're posting and you just have the Chrome extension on, it's catching you 
at every single post, every single interaction. And I'm really, I, I feel like I couldn't live without Grammarly now. I, one last thing. So I used to say it's worth paying for, pay for Grammarly. It's really great. But what I used to pay for Grammarly for, which is restructuring sentences, we can get with ChatGPT now. So I have to start weighing out if maybe the Grammarly free is all we need. That's a really good point. So that's something that we're going to be developing. And I, it's pr if it's not already obvious, chat GPT, spoiler alert, is going to be one of the tools that we're talking about. Um, that'll be interesting to see. The only thing that I wanted to bring up about Grammarly is uh, two things. Number one, it's not always right. You really have to make sure and just read that what it is suggesting is what you actually want to say, because uh, it's not as sophisticated as chat GPT. So, so you just have to like read it and make sure. Number two, sometimes the suggestions that it makes just doesn't sound right to the ear. So I always advocate whatever you write, say out loud to make sure that it sounds good to the ear. Cause if it sounds good to the ear, it's going to sound good to the eye. Same thing with Grammarly when it comes to the suggestions and recommendations that it makes. But Everything else that I would have said, Bryn said, especially when it comes to the tone of things, uh, you know, it can it can detect a conversational tone versus a business tone versus several others. And it's just fantastic. So number four is a tool that's may seem a little out of left field, but as we explain it, you'll understand why that it's in this list. So number four is listen notes. So I love Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com in. Listen notes. And you may say, well, first of all, I never heard of it. Many of you may not have, but it is a platform, a website that curates almost every single podcast that's out there. So why is this awesome? I believe sharing podcasts, both in your newsfeed, sharing podcasts to people that you're engaging with in comments, sharing podcasts by searching people and whom they follow, which you can do in the free LinkedIn, is a great way to start conversations. Most people are sharing their own content. Hey, I want to give you this so that you can learn why you should buy from me. And I think most conversations really should start around something that they care about. So I'm just going to share one little tip in how I, I would use Listen Notes. So let's say I want to find people that I'm connected to that follow Brene Brown. And I do a search. What I do is I go into the search bar, I hit enter, I go to people, I go to all filters, and then there's followers of. So I put in Brene Brown and I put in first degree relationship at the top. And if I want to go, I want CEOs only, I can do that or people in sales and title. And I hit enter and I get 85 people that I'm already connected to that follow Brene Brown that fits my criteria. Maybe geographic uh, location was put in there, maybe industry, right? So now I've got this great list of people I'm already connected to. Now I go out to listen notes and I find a great new Brene Brown, not even her own, where she was a guest. And I can reach out to these folks and say, hey, I noticed we're both followers of Brene Brown. I recently listened to it, but I recently listened to a podcast 
And here were some of my takeaways. Let me know if you're interested. I'm happy to send you a link. So Listen Notes is just a great place to curate. And when you send someone else's podcast, there is not even a second that they think that you're spamming them because it has nothing to do with you and that's okay. Treat these conversations, treat the you know the people on the other side of the message the same way you would if they were on the other side of the table. And so by starting a conversation around someone that they follow and a podcast they might like, it's a great way to rekindle those conversations. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> and it's also good if if you don't know of someone specific that you want to send, but you're looking for a topic because you can search by keyword as well. So let's say you want to send someone something that has to do with um, robotics and AI or robotics and chat GPT or something like that. You can actually use listen notes to search and it will bring up individual episodes of podcasts that will have that subject. So what you do is you go in and you listen to them and you figure out if there's some information in that podcast episode that you would want to forward along. So again, you don't necessarily need to have a person's name in front of you like Bryn suggested, although that's brilliant and we do that all the time here. You don't absolutely need that. So so don't feel like that you need to have like, um, you know, like a notable person that both of you are following or that they're following to use this. You can use this with, you know, any subject or anything like that. So number five is what's hot and raging right now. We actually did our episode last week on this, had a lot of great feedback, had a lot of great content because it, one of the things it does is generate content for you, but you got to be careful with it. So number five is chat GPT. This is a big one. Chat GPT is the big buzz. So for those of you that have not heard about what it is, it's, it, it's huge. And it is really the first artificial intelligence platform the vast people have easy access to. It can do so much, but I'm going to say three things that it can do for LinkedIn. So what you can do inside of ChatGPT is you can ask it lots of things. You can ask it mathematical formulas. You can ask it to program Python. Like there's so much that you can do. And at a very simple level, we can use it for LinkedIn. Now I'm going to do four. So the first one, I'm going to do is identifying the personality or the disc profile of someone that you're going to be talking with. So if you're familiar with disc, it's really these personality styles. If you're not familiar with disc, there's a real fun uh, disc done with birds. Go find, look up Stephen Farber and take flight. Okay. He'll, they'll teach you disk, but you can grab the URL of their LinkedIn, stick it in chat GPT and say disk profile. And it will tell you if they are dominant and they want to dominate the conversation or if they're more reserved and you can get an idea based on their profile, what kind of conversation you may have when you get on a call with them. Number two, you can help, chat GPT can help you write your own about summary or even your experience. Now, while I believe your experience should mostly be about your story and why you're helping, grabbing the URL of your company page and putting in ChatGPT, the, the com- not company page, I apologize, your website, your about section of your website or other websites, you can say, 
recap in under, and I say eight, 1800 or 2000 characters, you have up to 2600, but you'll probably add to that. So, and that's in the about section, you have 2000 in the experience section. So if you're doing the about section or the experience section would be 2000. So do 16 or 1800. So you can add to it, but it will really summarize a lot of what you do. And you can even say how this company helps their clients. And it will build kind of the how I help versus what we do. Absolutely amazing. So that's number two, right? We did disc, we did profile. Number three, if you are curating a piece of content and you want to put your own text along with the post, stick the link to that curated piece of content, that blog post, that article, and say recap in three sentences. And then it will give you two cents. You're there two cents. You're, you know, you're, and then edit that to be your own voice. Number four, comments on somebody else's profile. You could go in and grab and say, you know, 10 words or less recap of this. There are so many more, but I'm not going to, I'm going to send it back to you, Bob, if you have a couple you want to add, but you can go back to our podcast and we talked a lot about ChatGPT. So, Bob, I'm going to hand it back to you to bring it in for the landing. Yeah. So before we do that really quick, there's just one thing there. One thing that I want to touch on really quick that that Bryn said, and that's the in your own voice part, because I'm personally am already seeing things coming out that I'm wondering if it's coming out from this person or if it's coming out from chat GPT or something like that, just because it just it doesn't sound like them. So, you know, view chat GPT as a beginning point, not as a be all end all. Make sure that it sounds like you. And if it doesn't, then you may need to rewrite some things to make it sound like you. Really quick process to do that. Number one, whatever chat GPT puts out, read it out loud. If it doesn't sound good to you, it's because it's not in your own voice. Then step two, uh, rewrite it rather in your own voice. Step three, then re-read out loud what you just did to A, make sure it sounds like it makes sense and B, make sure that it sounds like it came from you. So chat GPT is great. It's not the be all end all. I don't know if we'll ever be the be all end all, but man, it is, it's so great at doing so much. So um, thanks again for joining us on this disjointed yet successful making sales social live. If you're with us on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter right now, we do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. If you're listening to us on our podcast and you haven't subscribed already, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button so that you can not only access our previous shows, but be alerted to when new ones drop. If you'd like more on our podcast, go to socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. We do two shows weekly, this one and our Making Sales Social interview series where we talk with leaders about sales, marketing, business, and many more areas. So... When you're out and about, make sure to make your sales social. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.